I'm sitting here with Justin Padley, and for those of you who are unaware, uh, Justin Padley recently won a contest with National Land Realty, and you were able to spend not just one, multiple days with Ronnie Richardson in the wild. So I I have, I had, there's a lot of questions that I have right now, because I absolutely want to get the dirt on my CEO. Uh, so, <laughs> So let's jump in. Tell me just a little bit, Justin, just tell me about what you do. Um, you know, and then, and then we kind of had to jump in how you got drug along into this. Yeah. So, um, my day job, uh, I'm in the air force. Um, I am working in the inspector general's office, uh, handling inspections and, uh, exercises and things like that for the base that I work for. Um, but then uh, when I'm not working or spending time at the hockey rink, chasing my kids around, um, I am hunting for uh, on the pro staff for Buck Ventures. Um, and that's kind of how I got involved with you guys uh, as your sponsor of uh, the Buck Ventures TV show and the Woodsman's TV show. So um, you guys decided to do this awesome contest and I jumped right in and started entering and I had a lot of entries. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was told that you had a unique approach to your entries. I, cause when we were first watching, cause we could see the entries are like, there's no way this guy's entered this many times. So we had to go through and look at profiles like, no, you were posting all day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Your guys's app that you use for posting all that stuff was super easy. And so anytime I had free time, I pulled my phone and just sit there and boop, 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 just, just sit and share and share and share. And, you That's know, I figured I said, that's fantastic. And and so before we go any further, I just want to thank you for your service. We're right after Veterans Day and everything. And so like, want to make sure and thank you for your service in the United States Air Force. Yeah, oh, I appreciate it. You know, it's I've been doing it now for 15 years um, and I absolutely love it. And uh, I don't think I could see myself uh, doing a different type of work. So. So you, you hunt and you play around with military aircraft and do inspections and mess around on hockey rinks. Is, do you work? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how much work goes into. Uh, oh, no, no. I, I have to laugh about that because so I, I do a lot of hunting and fly fishing myself. And I, and I, I get a lot of those like, do you work? Like, OK, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know, door you stuff know what the nice thing is? 
Right. Well, yeah. and my work schedule is great because um, we work a four ten schedule. Oh, so, man. so I got every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So my Fridays are my hunting day and my errands day. And then the rest of the weekend is spent chasing the kiddos around. So that's excellent. I, I'm always laughing about it. Cause like I'll go do outdoor stuff after work and it's like, it's, I've got a river like 10 minutes from my house so I can go fly fish and stuff. It's like, you know what I don't do? I don't post pictures of me sitting at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I, cause I do, I think we run like five tens here. Um, so okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a full load, but it's, it's always, yep. but no, no. So tell me just a little bit about your pursuits here. Right. Cause I mean, you, you're, you know, you spend a lot of time hunting for buck ventures. Um, mm -hmm. And, and what is it, what is involved with being part of the pro staff there, I guess is, is the question. So, um, with them, there's a couple of different avenues that you can really help out. Right. So like for me, it's always been the social media stuff. That's why this contest was like super easy for me. Um, it's like hopping on there and just making sure that we're sharing the sponsor content, making sure that all of our followers see it. Um, and then I do a lot of posting to Instagram, uh, taking pictures of sponsored products, what I'm doing in the woods, that kind of stuff. Um, but when I'm actually hunting, uh, I'm taking a camera with me, I'm filming everything. Um, it's been a process. Like I, I started with the pro staff in their second year. Um, so in 2019 and started self filming and, um, it's not easy by any means, like lugging everything in the woods yourself, then trying to set everything up yourself. And you got like three different cameras running cause you're running GoPros to like catch every angle and, uh, I guess your main camera. So, um, there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of like logistics. Like normally when you go in and you throw a tree stand up, right. You're just thinking about, okay, I'm going to kill this deer and it should be walking through right here and it should be perfect. Well, with a camera, you're like, Oh, well, I can't hang a camera in this tree because it's angled like this or it's doing this. So like, there's a lot of extra little entities that you're not thinking about. They, you know, most people wouldn't realize you have to. So, yeah. So now I'm curious, you, you had to go and like say things that make me curious. Cause now I got to ask you about them. So like, yeah. What is your equipment loadout when you're going out? Cause I mean, you do this, right? Like the bug ventures build out their pro staff into a pretty yeah. size pro staff. And they're just a great group of people, right? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. they really try to help you guys out and give you know you as much as possible. And as your reciprocity is that you film and you know give them content and promote you know things with them. That, that mm -hmm. certainly things that you test in the field too. So you're going yeah. into the field with a full loadout kit of cameras and stuff. What yep. does your kit look like? And and then the second question is, are you rolling the whole day or are you triggering stuff to turn on at certain times? So um, as far as my loadout goes, I have just like a, like a normal, like three day, three day pack backpack um, that's filled with uh, a DSLR camera for taking nice pictures. If I end up uh, killing on that day, um, I have like a Panasonic 4k uh, hand camera with mics that I'm running the whole time. Um, and then I got two GoPros as well that go in that backpack. Um, and so that's all packed tight plus any of my dead down wind spray, um, my, all my tink stuff's in there. Um, any of the little stuff I need, my grunt calls, um, all that kind of stuff. And then of course snacks. Um, and then, uh, you know, my harness and then whether it's my rifle or my crossbow that's going with me, 
Um, and then all my camo. So, uh, it's nothing too crazy, but it does get pretty cumbersome if you're trying to get into some of these places that aren't very well cut for paths and things like that. So, um, but it's not bad. It's just more, once you get up in the tree, it's like, okay, now I got to unload everything and I got to get this (laughs) set up and that set up and get this just right. And, um, as far as like what triggers the filming. So my main camera, I'm really only filming if something's happening or if, uh, about like every hour or a little less than that, I film a little update, like, Hey, this is what's going on. We still haven't seen anything or we've seen this many deer, that kind of thing. Um, but my GoPros, I run those the entire time. Um, and the main reason for that is because if something happens fast, then they can catch it. You know, um, I had it happen. I actually missed a deer a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was just super quick and I didn't have any time to get my other camera going. So I took all the footage basically with the GoPro and, um, it was nice to be able to go back and see what I did. And the reason why I missed was because it was all on camera, you know, so, but yeah, I just, it's, it's not awful to do, but it's definitely like, you're, you really have to think about it. Like, Oh, here's this big deer. It's coming. Oh, I need to turn the camera on. Like just the little bits and pieces like that. When you don't have a cameraman, you know, if you have a cameraman, they can be like, Hey, this deer's coming. I got it turned on. Let's do this and that, you know, you know, when Jeff's filming for the show, he's got Cole sitting there with him doing all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. for those of us that are still filming, it's like, oh, okay, now it's my turn to go, you know, so. So when you're running a go, how many batteries you go through in a day running a GoPro all day? Well, so um, a lot of my sits are, I just sit the mornings. Um, okay. So they'll, the GoPro will last a morning sit, but I'll, so I take two of them and normally I'll only run one till it dies and then I'll swap them. Um Oh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, because especially up here in Wisconsin, like it gets so cold um, in the mornings that it'll kill a battery real quick. Oh, so, right. Right. Yeah. And it, like my microphones, too, are all um, internal batteries, so I can't swap the batteries out. So pretty much when they're dead, then, <laughs> then that's kind of like, oh, OK, I guess it's time to get out of the tree. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you run a do you run a public page for your hunts and your adventures there that you run as a pro staff? Yep. So, um, I have an Instagram account. Um, it's just at jpad214. Um, and that's where I post the majority of my stuff. And that also feeds to, uh, face my public Facebook page, which is just Justin Padley. So perfect. So the, yeah, send me the links as soon as we're out of here and I'll get those yeah. in the show notes, make sure that you have links up to build your audience. Everybody out there, give Justin a follow. Um, so yeah. let's jump into this. Tell me about the hunt. Like it was, was it pretty straightforward? Was it an adventure? Was it, uh, you know, tell me all about this thing. So I would say it was pretty straightforward for the most part, like the, you know, we get there, um, they're calling me right away. Like, Hey, let's go side in rifles. Let's do this. So we got rifle sighted in, got license paid for all that stuff. And then, um, sat down, had an awesome dinner. Um, the outfitters were great. Like, they had all our meals at their house, which was just down the street from the hotel we were all staying at. Um, and, uh, the food was amazing. They had like three course meals for us, um, that they were preparing and, um, they fed us. And then, you know, we went and got some dress right away. The next morning we met about six 30 at the hotel. Um, and, uh, we were hunting off a of landowner vouchers, 
for the licenses. So we were restricted to certain ranches. So there was one ranch that I could hunt and there was one ranch that Ronnie could hunt. Um, okay. So, so we went to uh, the ranch that I was hunting first. So we probably got there about seven 30. Um, and like right away we start seeing antelope. Um, and, but also right away you notice that it's like super open country. Um, I hunted antelope in 2018. Uh, that's the one behind me there. And, uh, that hunt we did in Wyoming and it was a lot of like coolies and, uh, stream beds and stuff like that, that we could at least get down in and kind of stalk through. And at this ranch, like there was none of that. It was just great open country. Um, so very quickly it was apparent that like, if it was going to happen, it's going to happen real fast and we're going to get out of the truck and we're going to get moving and try and get a shot. Um, so, uh, we spotted some antelope right away and just kind of started, just kept checking them out. Like kept looking, seeing, okay, is that a big one? No. Is that one? All right. Yeah, it's there. It's not there. And so, um, and I wanted to like, go back. Right I, I wanted to take yeah. you back really quick. So the so the guide is Vision Quest Guided Hunts, right out of Colorado. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I want to get. I want to make sure to give them a plug. Vision Quest yeah. Guided Hunts. Yeah. Horse meals. Yeah. Like you sat down, they had um, like uh, elk sticks and all kinds of other little appetizers out right away. Um, and then they had like the main course, uh, the first night was ribeyes. Second night was brisket. Um, uh, and then they had amazing desserts both nights, like restaurant quality desserts that, um, the, uh, owner's wife was making, like, it was amazing. So this is one of those, this is one of those hunting seasons where like you gain 10 pounds instead of losing 10 pounds. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, and they, they sent lunches out with us in the field too. Like, they were great. The only thing they didn't give us was breakfast, but that hotel provided like actual breakfast. Like they actually cooked you made to order food. So it was, yeah, you were definitely gaining some weight on that hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, and then you're hunting, you know, my, my friends and I joke around, call them speed goats. They have terrific vision. It's the fastest land animal in North America. Um, so they can see you and they can book it. So you're in, and they stay in an open country. It was yep. a, primarily sagebrush i haven't i've seen a couple of the pictures but there was close up so i'm I'm just guessing sagebrush country yeah it was a and a lot of uh cactus okay like, yeah everywhere and so we actually used a lot of the cactus for like cover trying to get through because that was about all that was there <laughs> right so you did you manage to crawl through any uh i did not no uh i i've had that experience in the military it hurts uh -huh. so i knew i knew my best to try and avoid that <laughs> Yeah, that's always that's one you don't forget. I had one white tail that I got where it required like, you know, just quick lay down, got to get stabilized. And there's a cactus. And it's like yep. in, the, in that moment, it's like I'll deal with the pain in a few minutes. <laughs> yep, exactly. Those are good experiences. So so what caliber are you shooting? What range did, did you figure you would be shooting at? Well, so I took um, the CVA Cascade in uh, six five Creedmoor. Um, and then I had a dead air silencer on it as well, uh, with a swagger bipod. Um, and I had sighted in with the outfitter out there. They put me about uh, two inches high at a hundred. Um, so the thought being that you, you know, sh be shooting around 200 yards. 
Um, yeah, two two fifty, you'd be zeroed out. And- yeah, and it, and it ended up being a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was definitely not. I don't want to say not prepared, but I didn't think that I was going to have to be shooting that far. Um, my last antelope, I shot like 150 yards. So we get out in this open country and it's like, Oh, this is going to be like a poke. Um, and <laughs> running a 400 yard shot a lot of the time with pronghorn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly where we're at. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the first antelope that we like really went after hard and I finally got set up to shoot at, he was at 360 by the time I was finally like when we considered him like close enough to take a shot and I put it just like right underneath him. You can just see it on the video, just go right below him. And with the suppressor on there, like he had no idea. He just kind of like looked around and just kind of started walking off, you know? Um, and so that was like, I was kneeling down to try and take that shot. And like, I just couldn't get comfortable even with the bipod and like, I was just a hair too far for me and right underneath them. So, uh, we tried to chase them. Well, I was going to ask like, so how many days were you out there total? So we actually killed the first day. Oh my God. Um, Terrible. Yeah. 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 Me and Ronnie both killed the first day. So we, we got right after it. I mean, we were chasing these antelope all morning um after we missed that one like we kind of just settled down we ate some lunch and we just started looking for another antelope to chase and these guys like they knew the ranch so well um and knew kind of where the antelope liked to hang out and what ones were decent in the area or if there was different ones around um so you know, we got through checking one area and then we'd go back and go through a different area and kind of see where they're moving around. And, uh, when we finally spotted the group that I ended up harvesting mine from, you know, it was very apparent, like we were going to have to just do it as quick as we could. So, uh, this guy, we were in his, we were in like a Tacoma pickup truck and I'm, we had to have been doing like 65, 70, <laughs> through the middle of this field driving at these things and he gets within a couple hundred yards and just stops we get out like he throws his tripod up i'm standing i throw the gun on it um and the antelope's at what was he at 300 yards when i took my first shot um you say you're standing i was standing you just took a standing and, shot at 300 plus yards yeah it, it was not comfortable at all like yeah uh, and it, and I, when I shot, like I hit him just back. And so rack another round, pull it up, boom, I hit him again. And that time it hits him just forward and actually broke his front shoulder. Um, so at that point, like he's not going anywhere fast. Um, but he's at that point he was out to the guy said like three eighty, and he's like, we'll try and shoot him again. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I tried to shoot him two. Uh, that was two times that I shot again. I missed completely. I was just like, that's too far. I can't. <laughs> so, um, the antelope at that point, going, like, and you got people standing around you and there's people watching you do it. Like there's, yep, there's a yep. million things that rattle you in that situation. Right. Oh, oh great. Everybody's watching me. It's a, you know, exactly. Ronnie over here filming and talking and, the guide's talking to me and like, I'm watching it and I'm like, 
oh, this is really far. Like I haven't done this before, you know? So it was just like, all right. Um, so, so yeah, after I missed him the last two times at like almost 400 yards, um, he laid down and we're like, okay, well let's use all these cactus and let's move in close enough that we can take care of him. So then we got within like a, just over a hundred yards and I shot him. He was done. So, yeah. Yeah. So I got to ask mm-hmm. since you, since you guys all sided in together, how good a shot is Ronnie? So Ronnie didn't shoot. Oh, <laughs> Ronnie used, uh, one of the outfitters rifles. So he was like, he's like, no, it's good. He's like, I'm sure it's great. And just didn't even shoot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and then he got his on the first day. What was his range at? So, so he took his first shot at, I think it was just shy of 300 and he actually shot right underneath it. Um, but then the antelope was so confused where the shot came from that it ran like straight towards us. And so then he ended up shooting at like a hundred yards, like right dead center in the chest and dropped it. That's the most so, story I think I could possibly imagine is that he missed and the animal ran at him. Yeah. It just ran straight towards us. Like I had no idea where we were and just like, Oh, okay. It was funny. She was like, so I'm filming him at that point and I got great footage of him. Like I got great footage of the antelope. He misses it. And then I'm like trying to follow this antelope as it's running towards us. And because it runs towards us, like I just run out of room and the camera just runs right into his back. And so all I can see is Ronnie's back and then boom, he just shoots it, you know? So. Um, the question I have is what is it like to hunt an animal with Ronnie over your shoulder? Is he trying or is he encouraging? He was very encouraging. Like good, you can good. tell he just loves to hunt. Like he's so into it. And, yeah, and that's, and that's so, and, I, and I'm totally trying to dig for dirt on my CEO. Like I said, I'm yeah, totally, oh, yeah. I'm not even going to disguise it. Um, but at the same time, this guy's a world class hunter that goes all yeah. over the place and does all kinds of extreme things. And he's a terrific human being. But I'm not going to stop giving him crap and absolutely oh, yeah. dig up as much possible. I give him a hard time all the time, telling him he hunts in Italian leather shoes. Um, but no, I know he gets out and gets after it, but I, I definitely got to I got to hear some of the color here. <laughs> yeah. I, he's so funny. And you know, he's just, he's such a people person, like listening to him talk the whole time and like just talking with the outfitter and he's just, he's so into it and so knowledgeable and just to be there and listen to all his stories about all the black bear he killed and the brown bear he killed and like, just how he's been, like you said, everywhere. Like he's in Africa, I feel like, every other month, you know, the way he I, talks. So it's just like, I can't imagine. Yeah, he's been numerous times. He's, he's, he's one of those types, and I identify with that type, is, is that, you know, you go out and you look for, you know, like, well, this looks kind of tame, but that peak over there looks like it might kill me. <laughs> like, right. I think I need to yeah, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you spent, yeah, how many days total were there then for the trip? So we got, I got into Trinidad on that Friday. Um, we hunted all day on Saturday and then I rolled out early Sunday morning and so did he actually. So, okay. So you did, yeah, then you didn't hang out afterwards or anything like that. It was just, you got, you got it filled and done. Yeah. We, once we tagged out on Sunday, like it was get back to, so after we tagged out with mine, we were probably done hunting by about, 1130. Uh, we got back, we ate lunch, got all, all the 
antelope cleaned up and then it was straight out to hunt for his uh, um and for his like we only had a couple hours of daylight left and the property we were hunting there is one of their elk properties too and like they had like the perfect observation point so we got up high right away and started glassing and we got on one uh real quick tried chasing it it just kept kind of getting away from us so then we moved back towards the first ones that we spotted and um kind of a similar scenario like we had to book it to get close enough and then start his we could at least stalk into um because of where they were located so um but then yeah we were tagged out like he shot that antelope and then it was you know shooting light was over like 20 minutes later right so So, and you are from Wisconsin Wisconsin yeah so whenever I it's, it's funny when I talk to people that are you know east of where you know where I am like I'm in Idaho mm-hmm. or east of Montana east of Colorado there's there's a lot of people talk about wanting to get out west for a pronghorn hunt yeah. so go chase antelope through the plains yeah tell me what it's like from from that perspective as somebody who's you, you have done it twice now mm-hmm. yep what's yep. what's different about it what's the appeal of it what is you know what's what's the experience like from your perspective so for me like the first time I ever went out West hunting, uh, was actually for elk and we went to Montana in like 2017. Um, and I think it's just the difference in terrain, the different style of hunting, like back here in Wisconsin, there's not really an opportunity to spot and stalk hunt, right? Like you're hunting out of a tree stand and you're hunting whitetail. That's just what we do. And so to get out West and actually go and spot and stalk and like, see these animals at you know thousands of yards away and try and figure out a way to get to them and um being able to just kind of like oh okay like these ones are good but i think we can find better let's keep moving on like it's just such a unique way to hunt and for somebody in the midwest like it's you know unheard of here so to go there and do that is so awesome um and it keeps drawing me back out west uh last year we went and did a cow elk hunt uh, in Wyoming. And yeah, every time I return to the West, I just keep getting drawn back out there. You know, it's funny. Cause you hear that and you talk, like, cause it's always a communication thing. And we go to our national conferences and I talk to most of our companies on the East coast. And so I have a lot of these conversations and I keep on hearing like, Oh, it's so cool. I, I just, I want to get out and like, you know, execute a long range hunt. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I sit around when I'm doing that on some kind of ridge line, and I'm like, you know how cool it would be to sit in a tree stand all day? <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. I, I just hung out. Nobody yeah. around. I just did the thing. It, it, so, yeah. it, but it, there's always that, that, that desire for a new experience that you're always mm-hmm. kind of questing for. It's like, what's new? What can I, where can I get myself in over my head and then like overcome it? And, and so, let's go back to, to, to pronghorn specifically, or, or, you know, where sage country, was there a lot of vertical in the area? Was a flat plains like area? I'm not familiar with Trinidad. Actually, I thought it was misspelled. I thought they, I thought you guys got it wrong first. I'm like Trinidad, Tobago, like you're going to the Bahamas. Right. So, but obviously not that, um, mm-hmm. so Trinidad, Colorado, what's the country like? What was he, you know, not having been there before for you? So, yeah, I, you know, coming from my first antelope hunt, it was very like just plains, right? Pretty open. They had a lot of like coolies and stuff like that. 
in Wyoming, but overall like very open. So I roll into Trinidad and very quickly I'm realizing like, okay, we're in the mountains. Like this is very different. Um, so, you know, I was very curious when I, my hotel is at the base of some mountains, like, okay, where are we going to shoot antelope? Cause I feel like antelope aren't here, you know? Um, and so then they took us back out. I, we probably drove maybe 40 minutes outside of Trinidad. Um, and we're, we're hunting right around like the, um, Comanche national grasslands. Um, and yeah. so there it was, it was very open. Like you could see mountains like in the distance, but, um, it was very like open plains. Like they can see you a long way away. <laughs> um, so shifty like that, they have really, really good vision. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're spotting you from a long way away. You could tell though, like they were used to trucks and stuff like traveling in the area. So I don't think the vehicles bothered them as much, but they definitely would start to get leery. Like as you got a little closer, they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Do we want to stay here? Do we not like the younger ones, especially the smaller ones, they would just like, some of them were laying uh, like 50 yards off the road, you know? And we're like, okay, they're just kind of looking at us and just keep driving. So you can tell like they're used to a decent amount of truck traffic traveling around that ranch. So that didn't bother them so much. That is, that is definitely a thing out in the country. So I, I had my own archery experiences out in the sage like that. And I didn't know what was about to happen. I'm in my buddy's side by side and he's riding along and there's, you know, muleys all around us. And he yeah. just looks over and says, Mac aim for the sagebrush. I'm not slowing down. It's like, <laughs> what? He's like, they'll run if I slow down, aim for the sagebrush. And so he like shoves me and I end up like, well, it's my time to jump. And so yeah. <laughs> jumped out of the side by side. I don't know how fast we were going, but it took me a couple sagebrushes to stop. And, and off he goes. And then I'm, you know, I'm down on the ground. So I have advantage, but then I've yeah. got my way to them. It, it ended up flubbing because I kind of, I lost my patience and I stood up and I was in the middle of like six of them. Oh. <laughs> And not realizing where anything was at the time, I stood up and I'm dumb and yeah. I lost them all. But it worked to where like it just spook them off. But it was the silliest plan I'd ever been a part of at that point. It was actually yeah, fun. I loved it. But still, you you, yeah. you have a point to where they're not afraid of the four wheeled vehicles. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly like how this hunt was. It was like we're gonna fly up here as quick as we can, get out, try and get on them, and we'll go from there. And I'm very much a guy like I like to be down and prone if I'm shooting long distance. And so when I was like there, the way that cactus were everywhere, like that wasn't happening because you couldn't see over them. So, because these cactus bushes are huge. And so it's like, you're either standing or you're in like a really uncomfortable kneeling. And that's when I missed that first one, I was in that uncomfortable kneeling position where I was like, I just could not feel like I was steady, you know? And then the standing was, I mean, it was a little better with the, tripod i was using but it was like it's still you're just not comfortable and it's still happening so fast that you're like okay this needs to happen quick you know yeah yeah and and like you were saying before that you know you've got people standing around you Mm -hmm. and not just people got i mean yeah i don't want to fill ronnie's head with any other things but you've got a (laughs) world-class hunter standing behind you and hunting guides you know but you yourself are a proficient hunter but it doesn't matter who you are when you have experience around you it can rally you right you're just like oh man yeah no one wants to fall yep. in their face in front of the other people that do stuff well yeah <laughs> oh exactly you know and that 
especially like I'm, I'm not a person who misses a lot. Um, my first like nine years of my military career, I was a weapons instructor. So like for me, like I'm very comfortable on a gun. Yeah. So like yeah. to not to end up in a situation where I do miss, like it, I get even more frustrated with myself. So like, why did I do that? You know, what yeah, you did I do? You pride hit in front of everybody. You're like, ah, oh, yep. of course it yep. had to happen here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's that mindset though of like, okay, now I got to shake it off. Cause I still have a tag. I still need to fill it. Like, you know, but that initial like pain sets in, you're like, Oh, and it, you can see it. Like I had a GoPro running on the gun, uh, facing back at me. And when I missed that first one, like you can just see it on my face and like, you can just hear it in my voice. Like, you know, um, but it's all part of the experience and it makes it that much more exciting, you know, in the end. So, but yeah, in the moment, you're like, ah, oh. well, and like you said, with Ronnie right there, he's, you know, killed like eight grizzly bears. You're like, oh yeah, I just missed this antelope. Like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those, it, it's the, it's the, the boxing thing. Like sometimes you just got to take on the chin before you really get into it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get knocked, knocked around a little bit to get your head in it. And then, all right, now we're good. Yeah. 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 Just put it, put it up to experience, man. Um, so yep. tell, me, tell me what the guiding was like. What were the people like that you were working with um, for the guide service? The guide service there was awesome. I mean, every one of them like treated you with utmost respect. They like they became friends very quickly. Um, the guy that we had um, was just super chill. You could tell that he does this like every day. Um, when he's not guiding with that outfitter, he's guiding with another outfitter uh, down in New Mexico. So like you could tell this guy was just super experienced and like, you could definitely like trust and lean on him that he wasn't going to like lead you astray and that you weren't going to see anything. Like you knew this guy had what it took. And I got that vibe from every one of the guides I met. Um, the owner was just outstanding. Like he was in there talking with us at mealtimes um, and just talking to us about us, like not even about the hunting, just like getting to know us and, um, it was like super family oriented. It was really nice to just kind of hang out and feel like we're just part of the group. And, you know, every single person in there was just outstanding to be around. Yeah. Nothing beats hunting with people. Like when it feels low key and it's mm -hmm. friends and it's not pressed up to be anything extreme. Right. And it, and again, throwing vision quest guided hunts out of training mm -hmm. Colorado to give them credit for this. Um, yeah. Oh, and you know, I tell you, I mean, we're even looking at booking an elk hunt with them already because are you really we just had such a good experience? Yeah. I mean, it, just talking with them and how honest they were about everything and like seeing their setup, um, the hotel they put you into, I mean, it's like a brand new, um, I can't remember if it was a, it was uh, like a Hampton Inn. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you got a king size bed. The rooms are all like brand new. It's super nicest accommodations I've ever stayed in on a hunt. You know, normally you're staying in a dumpy hotel that the outfitter books for cheap, you know, somewhere. And this was like the complete opposite. You know, you're staying in like everything I saw, like on the reviews and things like that, like, that's the nicest hotel in the town. So like <laughs> you're, you're by far in way better accommodations than you're going to be with any other outfitter somewhere else so and it beats a sheep herder tent in the cold 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or a rundown fifth wheel or whatever else I've slept in over the years. Yep. Back of a truck beats the back of a truck. As long as it beats the back uh, of a truck. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so so tell me what the future holds. You, you, your seasons are all done. You're not hunting anymore this year. Still got hunts to execute. Yeah. So, um, so the rut is kind of starting to hit. I think it's tail end here. Yeah. Um, I've only been able to hunt whitetail back here since I got back a couple of times because our schedule has been so busy uh, with work. And then um, I help manage a, um, a veteran hockey team. So it's all military guys, um, disabled guys. And uh, we were just out in Vegas this whole weekend playing in this giant military tournament, 70 teams, 70, um, teams. 70 military teams from across the country playing um it, it was like a ruckus <laughs> oh it was it was unreal I, you know just the the people were awesome and it, everybody is like got the same mindset like just out there to have fun play hockey and just such a neat experience um so that kind of took away like the weekend that i probably would have been hunting hard over the rut um but uh now this coming weekend is our gun opener. So Saturday is our gun opener up here. Um, that's 11 day hunt. So, uh, I got a couple of good ones on camera on my property. So I'm kind of excited to get out and, uh, see what happens. Um, and then about a week after that, I head to Kansas, um, doing a rifle hunt down there. So is it doing uh, a Buck Ventures team or this is just solo running around? So that one, um, it's my dad's going to go along and film for me. Um, and the owner of the outfitting business is actually one of our pro sappers. Excellent. Uh, okay, that's cool. And so you yeah. can coordinate across the country and work together on things then. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've had multiple pro staffers that have hunted with him already this year that have killed really nice deer. Um, and we really wanted to go do a rifle hunt. Um, and so I'm actually have my own contract with CBA as well. Uh, I'm on their pro staff team. Um, so yeah, so rifle hunting, um, is like my thing. And so I wanted to go do a Kansas rifle hunt. Like that was a bucket list hunt. And, uh, so we're going to finally get to do that this year and we're pumped. Like the deer they've been killing down there are massive. Um, and, uh, he's got a lot of good ones on camera. So we're super excited. That's excellent. Well, Hey, send us, send us some photos. We got our, we'll have to we'll yeah. pull them up for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So run us through again. Let us know how do people watch your, uh, tell us your Instagram so that people can, can run through and, and, uh, we can build your audience here. Yeah. So, uh, Instagram, it's at jpad214. Um, and then on Facebook, you can find me on my public page at Justin Padley. Um, and that's where you'll see the bulk of my content is on there. Uh, especially as the season's getting busier here, you'll see a lot more stuff getting posted. Um, so, you know, a little more time to take pictures when you're in the field. So, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, check out, check out your page. And then there's, there's a huge community of Buck Ventures pro staff throughout the country. You guys yep. have really, really cool culture. And I think yeah. it's, one those, it's one of those top down things where. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Buck I mean, there's such cool guys. They're, they're giving and they're humble and mm -hmm. they've built this cool thing. And, and so yeah. check out that show check out all the, yep. the social, you know, the social 
accounts for the, the different pro staffers within Buck Ventures. It's a, it's a neat thing. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, the big ones, check out the Woodsman. Um, that's our main TV show. It's on the Sportsman's channel. Um, and uh, they, their Woodsman uh, Instagram is just at BVO, the Woodsman. Um, and then, uh, of course, Buck Ventures is just at Buck Ventures. That's the, the main show with Jeff and Daniel. And then some of our pro staffers that have had really good years um, end up in there as well. Um, and they're on the outdoor channel. Um, and then now actually we've really started to build up, uh, the Buck Ventures YouTube. And then now we have a woodsman YouTube as well, um, that we're airing a lot of hunts on. Um, and that's kind of something we're pushing more now. Um, just because it's such a huge audience on YouTube that, um, it gives more people access to the, uh, shows themselves. So yeah, I was going to say uh, it's, it's long form content. You can kind of get into it and actually kind of dive into yeah. the episodes a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that, um, we just opened the woodsman page. Oh man, it's maybe been a couple weeks, um, started putting episodes on there. Um, so that's definitely something you want to go check out. Um, and then of course you can also catch us too on, uh, my outdoor TV. We have the, on like the Netflix of hunting my outdoor TV, yeah, we have yeah. all our episodes on there as well. So. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So everybody check that out. And then a little tidbit here at the end, um, to kind of drop this, cause I do want to give credit where it's due. So actually the hunt that, that your prize was drawn from, um, it's cool that Ronnie went because he drove the whole thing. It was his idea. He really wanted to give back to, because we do have a partnership with Buck Ventures. He was like, mm -hmm. I need to give something not to the Buck Ventures team. They get their adventures. I want to throw it right. at the pro staff. And so he drove that thing. And like, that was his initiative. We get, yeah. kind of, you know, I get to sit here and talk to you and, you know, it's like national land helped you put it together. And we had some tools to like help do the social thing. No, that right. Ronnie made it happen. So I did the heat. Yeah. He very cool thing. I thought that was a really neat idea. Yeah. I can't thank him enough. Like, and you guys as a whole, like it was such an awesome experience. And, you know, like I said, in the Midwest, we don't get the opportunity to go hunt out West very often. So like when it happens, it's such an amazing experience. So yeah, I can't thank you guys enough for that. Awesome. Well, Hey, Justin, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to hear how well that all went down. It's like, you know, hunting isn't called killing, right? So you never yeah. guaranteed. And so having a successful venture, one day out and a cool experience and, and yeah. you got to have that uh, you know that we we got to put that together and, and send you mm -hmm. out there that's so cool so yeah um, thank you for your time man uh, you yeah know, i i want to say i want to say you know, we'll have you on again for but we don't do contests every day but we need to get you on again for right. some adventures or something like that uh send yeah. us some if you get them done send us your kansas adventure and we'll we'll get those up on our site yeah definitely yeah i'll uh i'll make sure that stuff gets to you guys and uh you know, we keep you uh, in the loop with everything. So excellent. Well, much appreciated. Thank you for your time as well. Yeah. Hey, no problem. I'm glad that uh, we were finally able to get it scheduled and uh, um, get this all put together. So likewise, likewise. 